Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up this Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishment, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello everybody, and welcome back to The Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for, but here it is anyway I am your host, Dylan Reed Miller, and I have two guests joining me today Hello, I'm Scott Hillman And this is Nick Healy So today's episode is episode 31, which means that we are covering minute 30 to minute 31. It's, uh, we get the talking cat! It is the second time that Duffy has spoken, and we get it. And I don't know about you... Or, or I don't know about the two of you, but I mean, this is like hitting the lottery twice. There's nothing more joyful in life than Duffy speaking to us. Through the through a whiskey glass and a telephone. <laughs> I think the audio recording is terrible in this movie, but I do think Eric Roberts is putting a little bit of effort into it. And I would say Eric Roberts is one of the top ten actors I've ever seen actually perform. Because when it all came down to it, he was pretty good. Really? That's that's the you're the first person that thinks he's put any effort into it. Well, no. Well, I think what I think what I mean by that is he's trying to play a disaffected cat. This is a cat who has been around the block for a couple hundred years. He's seen some shit, man. He has seen some shit. So you actually think Duffy's been alive for hundreds of years? That's interesting. We have actually had discussions on past episodes about how old we think Duffy is and whether he's been doing this for a long time. My thoughts on it were basically, he seems to act so thankful that he's finally found these people. So I wasn't really sure if this was a thing he'd done before. At the beginning of this minute, he knows what's going to happen at the end of this minute. And I think that's where the subtle humor of this minute comes from. Starts halfway through his conversation with Phil, where he tells him to take a walk in the woods and then take a talk in the woods. We are full on Duffy right at the start of this minute. I mean, yes. it doesn't get better than this. That void mouth is just staring us in the face. It's crazy talk. That's, that's, it's a computer program you can buy for like $200 or so that does this very stereotypical, you see, you see a mouth that flaps open. It flaps to the sound, so that's good, but it just flaps to other darkness and despair. That program costs $200? Well, they got their money's worth. The lighting in this minute, I think, isn't very... Well, the lighting in the first half of this minute isn't very good. The bedroom is just... Very dark and drab. Phil seems rightly confused that a cat is talking to him and goes, why are you talking? A valid question. Probably the only valid question that yeah. Phil has asked the entire movie. <laughs> yeah. And we get our first kind of semblance of Duffy's rules, I guess. Yeah. Has I he mean, brought it's... up that he can only talk once before? I, I don't think he... I know. And, and Phil, Phil rightfully, you know, when, when Duffy says, well, I don't make the rules. and No, no I, I don't suppose you do. <laughs> 
Okay, now we're having a conversation with a talking cat, Phil. Okay. I guess I would do the same thing. Although, I, I don't know why Duffy doesn't make the rules. Who's making the rules I, for yeah. him? What higher power is lording over Duffy? Something that's trying to set up a joke in about a minute. I think this goes back to something we discussed in earlier minutes as well. Uh, was was Duffy sent, like, from God? Is he, like, an angel sent to help people? And I like that theory more and more as it goes on. I feel like Duffy is truly the guardian angel that these people deserve. So the minute continues with... <laughs> With Phil expressing, restating the rules of him talking, but only once for some reason. And then I don't make the rules. Uh, so then Phil runs off to get Chris. Um, Phil jumps off the bed. Uh, yes. And this is what I really wanted to talk about. This is what I really thought was interesting. Okay. Give us your thoughts. David de Gautel was either a really good handheld photographer or a okay steady cam operator. And we get a very elaborate Steadicam shot. This camera is constantly moving around. This camera is constantly refocusing on its characters, on who it wants to show and how it's showing. It is a extremely elaborately moved, moving, moving image. So he runs down the hall to get Chris, and then Chris like barges out of the so the other hall, I guess, and goes, "What? Did you burn down the kitchen again?" This uh, Chris's entry, yeah, that was um, it was almost Kramer esque. It was almost just like ah, just it was very like, staged. It, oh yeah, yeah. It, it felt it, like he hits his mark. Come out of there. The camera moves. It show the camera moves. It follows him. The camera moves again. It follows both of them going down the hall. It's a very elaborate shot. It is a fairly elaborate shot. Mm -hmm. It's an elaborate shot that goes on for too long. Well, and arguably, yes. Unfortunately for us, it bleeds into the next minute. It feels to me like it's one of those things that, because it was so elaborate, it probably took them a couple of takes to film properly. And so it's one of those things that they just couldn't bring themselves to cut in post, which makes me think that Dakota was too involved with editing. Because everyone knows you have to have a, an editor like who is not on set who can just be like, no, this shot is bad. <laughs> like, cut it. Well, it's a one sh It's clearly also a one shot, which is very hard to edit. Uh, um, Scorsese has that wonderful shot in Goodfellas, walking through the kitchen into the club. DeCocteau mm -hmm. has this. At the end of the minute, Phil, Phil, Phil leads Chris down the hallway, and they have a little like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Just, just come over here. You got to see this kind of I, moment. I'm sure Chris is just happy that he didn't burn more waffles. Yeah. <laughs> the house smelled like waffles for like two days after that. Oh, did we miss the wonderful reaction shots of Duffy as he just lies on the bed looking side to side saying, Oh, what a dumb guy. What a dumb guy. The one where he's like licking. I like those shots of him just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah, there he goes. I'm just going to yawn. I'm just a cat doing cat things. <laughs> it's just interesting to see when we actually see his mouth. Yeah. But no, he's got an actual mouth in there. But for some reason when he talks, it's just the void to hell. The only thing missing is a giant laser shooting out of that void mouth. <laughs> I love shots where Duffy is just doing stuff, because it makes this feel like some cat video from the internet. This movie took, what, three days to film altogether? Three, four days? Is, uh, we're we're uh, certain about that? I think I would have loved to be on the set making this movie. Because to do a movie this long in three days, you have to move very quickly. You've got to do... You've got to go from one setup to the next, you know, from one room to the next, film everything. This is probably a very fast, but probably a very fun set. I mean... Well, given the repeated shots of Duffy, they, they can cut out some time. 
And and all the scenery shots that they got from whatever stock footage yes, house. Yes. If they cut it down the way it was supposed to be cut down, uh, this might actually be the last podcast of the Talking Cat Minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but no, there's another 50 to go. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of the minute. What are you guys' final thoughts? As far as this minute goes, I... It's all it's all about it's all about Phil. Phil is out there selling for all that he is worth. <laughs> How silly uh, yeah. this is. This is a oh very yes. silly minute. It it really it really is. And this is the kind of silly minute that makes me wish Clint Howard was also in this movie. Just it's that level of ridiculous and I you know that his presence in something that's ridiculous is almost expected. Well, the silliness of this minute I think we can make fun of this all you want, but I do think there's a certain amount of intentional silliness in this movie, which I can respect. I'll put it this way. Sure. I can respect this minute of the movie. Well, my closing thoughts that I would like to leave you all with is the um, plot keywords from IMDb. Because <laughs> oh, no. I just found them and they make me laugh. Plot keywords. Cat. Three word title. Question in title. Question mark in title punctuation in title, exclamation point in title, and animal in title. If that doesn't say it all. <laughs> yep, that does just say about it all. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That is the highest of high notes. Let, let's just stop it right now. All right. So for a talking cast, I've been Dylan Miller. I've been Scott Hillman. And I've been Nick Healy. Thank you all very much for listening to this episode of A Talking Cast. If you enjoyed it and you want to stay up to date with our future episodes... Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash a talking cast or follow us on Twitter at a talking cast. See you next time. Thanks y'all for listening. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A talking cast is about to begin. That was episode 31 of a talking cast. Your host was Dylan Reed Miller with guest hosts Nicholas Healy and Scott Hillman. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A talking cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Abby Randazzo.